shining. I illuminate the rooms that I'm in. Timing. Loki ain't more crucial than alignment. That's why the flow is intertwined. Is this, uh, I'm defiling. Yeah. Every beat I'm on, even though I know it's wrong to treat from the like swap. From the swap, Southwest they leave Texas. I you don't know. know. Then my life is tied to giving hoodlums life despite the hoes. And also, the <laughs> this is the most important show. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love doing that. I love it. Wakes everybody up. Is that yeah, Tandy? good morning? Is that Tandy? Good morning. Is that Tandy there? Hey, oh, hey. Tandy. just in right time. On time. Oh, you don't know. You know, I'm not the person. I should have started trying to uh hook up three hours ago. You know. Yeah, <laughs> are those headphones or earmuffs? They're both, my friend. You're welcome. These are my. I got these. I wanted some Bluetooth ones that I went to Nordstrom's rack, and they were ten dollars. Regularly sixty. You know, I had to get them. So yes, I'm comfy. Yeah, you got regularly get sixty, and they're ten. So I'm comfy, and I can hear you. Good morning. I'll talk to you for being late. Hey, y'all. Well, now that Tandy's here. We can do a, a full-on introduction to Can't Tell Us Nothing show. An improv group out of Houston, Texas. Can't Tell Us Nothing is made out of four wonderful individuals, John, Tandy, Amici, and myself. We do scenes on discussions, opinions, topics, whatever. Just make up the scene on the spot, mix it in with the discussion like a nice little gumbo. Uh, but we have two other people on the call. I've actually, I haven't met these two people. Um, John, I think you know... You know these individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are they doing here? <clears throat> so <laughs> I snuck them in the back door of the podcast. <laughs> no, these are this was a wonderful um this is a wonderful engagement. I was um was reached out to by this wonderful group from Belgium named the Sudden Knot to join their show and do a scene with them. And when I first got the call, I mean, the message, I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is what I've been looking for. The world is opening up. We can actually connect with everybody from around the world. And of course, I got to do this show with this group from Brussels. And of course, they are in this group. You have Desi and you have Johan. They were so wonderful for me to, um, to invite me on. So I thought we had to return the favor. So for all the can't tell us nothing, uh, people watching, give it up for the sudden knot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for having us, Tandy <laughs> and Antoine and MHT. <laughs> yeah, let, tell people a little bit more about who you guys are, how long you guys been doing improv, how you met. I want to know it all. Well, we are both improvisers. I started doing improv in university many years ago. Then I moved, because I'm originally from Bulgaria, I moved to Brussels with my family. And I started doing improv in English here and later in French and sometimes in Dutch. That's mm. a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I met Johan on a workshop. Yeah, that was in September 2019, I believe. Oh, okay. I was a workshop, Love and Passion on Stage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yes. in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the, short after the workshop, I reached Johan asking, Hey, Johan, how are you? Let's uh, start doing improv together. 
as a duo, and he was um, uh, okay, strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. <laughs> Does that happen often to you, Johan? Do you get a uh, lot of uh, reach outs for people to <laughs> join their team? Uh, you know, it happens every day. No, yeah. <laughs> it only happens once. <laughs> expect, expect four more after today. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we started rehearsing then uh, in December 2019, and we had two stage shows uh, as a duo awesome. uh, until the last one in March last year. Mm. And then, of course, with um, the pandemic, we um, yeah we had planned so many things, but we couldn't do them. So we moved online, um, yeah, <coughs> almost immediately. And today, um, I, I would brag a little bit that we've been doing. <laughs> really great online and we were happy to meet so many different people from all over yeah. the world. It's everything. I think that's the most amazing thing of the uh, or the positive thing which came out of that. We, we have met so many people all over the world and uh, so we inviting people and we play scenes together and after that we have a little chat uh, about what uh, our guest is doing in the improv world and about yeah. projects and whatever, yeah. And uh, it's, it's so amazing and it's always a treat. Um, to play with someone or, or sometimes with duos or, or larger troops. Yeah, a couple of times we did that as well. Um, and that's uh, so, yeah, for some reason we found uh, John uh, in a show and I thought, yeah, let's him, send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> how, did you, how did you find this dude? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't even ask. I didn't ask. I was just like, okay. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, the show with John. It was amazing. It was, it was very something show, spiders. spiders. Yeah. <laughs> how do, how do you, you find the improvisers that you do shows with? Well, uh, some people ask because we post uh, every month uh, a little flyer with the players and we say, well, if you want to play with us, just reach out. Um, but also we contact people ourselves. Um, yeah, I mean, there are so many people online. Um, just send a message and ask, hey, do you want to play with us? And uh, 9 out of 10 or 99 out of 100, they, they say. <laughs> I mean, so... It We've talked about reaching out to other improv groups as well. And something that at least I've found when I've looked looked around is I feel like a lot of improv groups aren't great at social media presence. They may have a page yeah. here and there, but it doesn't get updated very often. Um, yeah. Groups come together and break up, you know, mm -hmm. for any reason whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, it can be a little tricky to find out, find those improv groups that, you know, you saw maybe a year ago and thought, Oh, let me let me see what they're up to. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so we are very stable. You're stable? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, do you have like a, you know how some people get a map and they put pins on all the places they want to visit or the places they've gone? Do you have a map of the world or the United States and you're like, we want to do improv with a group from this state. We want to do this state. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you have something like this with the people, you know? <laughs> no, this time I don't. I, 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 I haven't. <laughs> um, no, no. 
we've done one hundred and five shows. Yeah, with uh, different uh, with guests. Um, okay. that, that's something we know. We count them. But uh, apart from that, uh, no, no, no. Uh, but that said, we there are still many regions. Thinking back, um, we we haven't found anyone to play with. Yeah, mm. um, like for example, um, Africa as a continent, um, mm. we haven't found many improvisers to play with, unfortunately. Um, Asia, India, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of improv going on also online. Yeah. Europe and the States, of course. I mean, the States is uh, yeah. unbelievable. And then um, South Korea. America. North Korea is tricky. <laughs> North Korea. Is North Korea tricky? <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. I got to see their improv group, man. <laughs> I, I have to see a North Korea improv. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling they don't call their own scene. I think the scenes are called for you. <laughs> yeah, the scenes are called for you. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's what I would think, right? You can't go in there with any other expectations. <laughs> that's, that's, so you said South America, you said you haven't been able to find, or they have a really nice... Uh, no, 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 we haven't really found anyone, I think, in South America to play with. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Not which is... Russia, by the way. I don't Russia. think improv is that popular in Russia for the moment, especially in English. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll find someone from there as well. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Is, is it so, more common to find improv done in English in Europe or is it pretty dependent on the country you're in? That those... in English, yeah, in English is very popular. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sometimes in Belgium, it's also complicated um, because yeah, we have, uh, it's one of the smaller countries in Europe. We have 11 million people uh, in Belgium, but we have three languages. So we have uh, Dutch, about 60%. We have a Flemish, a French speaking part, 40 or something more. And we have 2% uh, is German speaking. So that basically you have three communities with their languages. And then in the center in Brussels, you have a lot of English. Yeah. There's an English speaking community with the European Parliament um, and European Commission. So all expats uh, living in Brussels. So they come also together for English um, improv. Does, does each community have their own improv, like specific theater? And which one is the best? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, I would say that uh, French-speaking improv com uh, community—they do more like games and okay, yeah, short forms. They call match, you know, coming from Canada. Yeah. Uh, in English-speaking community, it's more long form. Mm. And Johan can say more about the Dutch one. Not sure. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a mixture. We have a lot of long form. We also have the games uh, coming from Canada. Um, yeah, a little, a little bit of a mix, I would say. But it's all very new. I think improv in Belgium. Yeah, I mean the people who do it's improv from the for 90s. long. No, no, 90s. it's from the nineties. Yeah, nineties, ninety-two. That it's really started. Um, okay. 
So it's still fairly new, I guess, because four years ago I started with improv. Um, well, basically, I did a theater course, and uh, because I wanted to do, do a little bit of theater, and the instructor said to me, "Well, uh, well," to the group, he said, "We are going to do improv because then we don't have to work with texts." And I thought, "What is improv?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't really didn't have a clue what improv was four years ago. I mean, and many people don't know what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I might be the same in the United States. No. Or <laughs> a lot of a lot of people in the United States think improv is stand up. They think it's the same oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you yeah. how many times I told someone I'm a, I do improv comedy, and like, oh, so you do stand up? Oh, maybe I got to catch your stand up show. <laughs> and, and we have a we have a comedy club here called the Improv that just oh. does stand up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no right? improv at the improv. You have to force no them to change their name. You have to force them to change their name. Yeah, <laughs> or start a club called the Stand Up and just do improv. Yeah. Just the improv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also like to do drama. Uh, drama pieces, long form, um, but you have to warn the audience because otherwise they will say, hey, you were not funny at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's not the idea. <laughs> so that's that's interesting because uh, a lot of times, because, you know, we teach improv as well, and a lot of times when I teach, I tell people, don't worry too much about being funny. Actually, try to have, try to make fun choices, try to be interesting, but don't go for the jokes, you know, so to speak. Um, but you guys do like drama improv. So what what inspired you to do that, and like how's that been going? Well, uh, I have a theater background, and uh, maybe it came from there. I don't know. Uh, also, I like uh, you know improv form that kind of looks like a theater play. But it's improvised, improvised theater play, which yes. is, which is great. I also teach. I taught a class called Chekhov and Chekhov, based mm -hmm. on Michael Chekhov's technique and based on Anton Chekhov's plays. And this is what I really like in improv, and I think Johan likes it too. So yeah. he teaches another class, uh, film noir, again, very theatrical. Ooh. I think uh, my angle is the same. I just like it because I'm absolutely not funny at all. <laughs> so, um, and going for the joke is really also not my thing. I, I, I don't think I will be able to do so. Um, but I mean, I love drama and the tension you build up. <laughs> but that being said, just forget everything. If you do a drama thing, um, the audience can laugh too because uh, you can have a serious situation, but in the next scene, you see the same grounded characters, you know, and they do funny choices, and there's a funny situation, and, and the audience laughs. Um, so, and that difference between being a bit lighthearted or the laugh and then the serious thing in the next scene and, and see how the characters evolve or change. Um, yeah, we just love to do that. It's, uh, mm. that's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, but, um, yeah, I, uh, 
Yeah, I think all, diff all there are so many types of improv, and every style is, if you want to do it good, it's so it's difficult. I mean, you really have to train and rehearse, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, very nice short form, quick scenes are so hard to do, yeah, and then and then a long form is uh, with a drama is also hard to do, and, uh, and using techniques and uh, it's it's just amazing to be able to um yeah bring something which the audience likes so uh yeah <clears throat> i got a scene idea all right <clears throat> we cut to um guy coming out of a stand-up comedy club um excuse me sir um mr amici is that your name uh, mm -hmm. yeah you told me that this was going to be the funniest stand-up comedian that I've ever seen. And this guy went out there and he just talked about how miserable his life was. And he started crying on stage. That, that was my favorite part. Those things were real. <laughs> he was really, really upset. I mean, yeah, but I didn't see the punchline and what he was saying. I mean, I, I, it didn't seem like he was telling jokes. It seemed like he was confessing his, his divorce and love and separation losing his kids yeah mm -hmm. losing his kids i mean that, i didn't think that was fun i know i know there's truth in comedy right but i yeah. mean that just that didn't sound like truth it sounded like legal facts that he has to go through in his divorce you didn't see anything funny about that i didn't see the joke i mean i, I suppose it funny because i'm not experiencing any of the any of that stuff so you know it's nice to laugh at somebody who is right that just sounds horrible, dude. I, I, I'm not trying to laugh at anybody. I wanted to laugh at a joke. Like, I, hey, the, that, that was a packed house of like 70 people who were all laughing. You must have been the only one not laughing because we all found it hilarious. Well, maybe because I went through a divorce or something. I didn't find it all that funny. Ah, there it is. There it is. You know, you, you should you should get up there and tell your own life problems. Maybe you'll, you'll see, see the humor in it then. Oh, no, man. I'm not a comedian. I'm an accountant, man. I... I was just really into my job, and I lost my my wife. Right? I, <laughs> That's I, kind of funny. Yep. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just here to a conversation. I'm, I'm the manager here from from uh, the stand up comedy house. Yeah, um, we actually are looking for an accountant to go on stage. You need an accountant to go. On yeah, stage? yeah, yeah. I mean, people like to have a um, better contact to numbers. Really? Yeah. I, you look to be a guy who can do that, saying some funny jokes about numbers. I'm, well, you know, I, I crack a couple of jokes around the office here and there, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know. I see you laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm like one of the funniest accountants in the, in, in the department. Okay. You know, so, so here's what I'll do, all right? Because I didn't like that last stand-up. That guy was horrible, all right? You need to get him some counseling. That's what you need. I'll go out there and I'll do some jokes. And um, if the pay is right, you know, we might have a nice little agreement. I, I think we can make an arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you have to come tomorrow night. You have six minutes. After tomorrow, night. tomorrow night, six minutes. You know, six minutes. Yeah. So do something with six and then. Go for it, man. Go for it. It sounds like you're trying to write my jokes for me. You want me to write a <laughs> joke about six? Is that what goes on here? 
this is a hot number right now. You know? yeah. uh, that's really a hot number. Can, yeah. can, I, can, I ask, can I ask a question here? Just because this just happened so fast. Did you tell the last comedian to talk about his divorce on stage? Yes. <laughs> Whoa, man. The suspense was killing me. <laughs> that six second pause? Wow. That six scene. <laughs> six is so hot right now. Six is hot. Like hot number right now. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Another, another thing that's a little bit of a pet peeve, right? And I'm sure this happens to you guys is when people tell you, you can use this in your show. Oh, oh maybe you can use oh, this God. next yeah. time you go on stage, whatever's happening here. Yeah. And it's never yeah. as funny as they think it is. <laughs> never. <laughs> and do they ever ask, like, if, when you do something on stage after the show, do they ever say, now, what happened in your life that, that uh, you know, inspired that? Where, what, what happened before they never asked that? Never you asked. create this magical thing, and then they're like, I got some more magic to give you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to add my other pet peeve it's not a pet peeve I just think it's hilarious uh, how misunderstood improv is whenever I share with people that I'm performing which now it's very rare that I like outwardly go hey I'm an improviser I do this da, 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 da. usually it's my wife that's like oh did you know that he's a comedian he does improv <laughs> and then I go oh yeah well I'll come to your shows as long as you don't make fun of me in the audience I'm like, it's not what we do. <laughs> it's not what we do, man. You completely misunderstand me. But if that means if you're gonna come, come, sure, have fun, right? But um, yeah, it's it's so misunderstand, yeah. misunderstood that uh, when my group, when Can't Tell Us Nothing was like really trying to, you know, form and figure out like what our show was gonna be like, um. I would I would try to make it my point to not charge the first person I had the first time they would see what we were doing. I would just yeah. give them a free ticket or something just so that the expectation was lower, right? Yeah. And they would come in and they would basically go, oh, it was free. I just just spending my time. And then hopefully the show was good and then overwhelmed, right? And because it was just easier for me to just say, hey man, I got this show, it's really funny. You should come check it out if you want a date night. Here's two tickets, right? Then I'm a comedian. I do this. I, our improv is like this. And when you start talking about improv to people who don't do it, their minds tangle up, right? They're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what to expect. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they hear the word comedy, they expect an evening that they will laugh from the beginning to the end, yep. which is, yeah, not necessarily true. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, the audience expectation is something. Uh, I think very important. Yeah, it is very important, and I started focusing on audience expectation when I'm teaching, because I started to realize that if you don't account for the audience, you will have you have that weird feeling after a show. If you're trying something, but then the audience is not connected to it, how do you assess what to do? Right. So I started going, "Hey, man, if people are paying to come see a show." You have to have a level of expectation because they're not only paying, they're taking time out of their family. If they got kids, their kids can't come. They could have went out and had a drink or some dinner for the same price. 
you kind of got to be at the level of what they're giving up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's not an easy thing to think about, but, you know, it's it's definitely necessary and important. You know, the audience gets off pretty easy. You just listed all of this stuff that they've got to give up and all of this expectation they have. But the people who are performing have been working out and practicing. We're doing a whole lot and they're doing quite uh, uh, quite a little. And I, it's probably great. It's probably a, a great idea to start vetting your audience. You know, as they show up at the door, yeah, you bought a ticket, but are you really worthy? Like, you are know, you, are you ready, ready for this? Are you ready for this? Did, what I mean, did you I, give up to come here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at the door and say, hey, wait a minute. You can't just slide in here. You're just no regular audience. You know, the people up people on stage are prepared. What have you done? We it's, cut, about, we, it's about sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> we, we cut to a show um, at a huge theater, the Desi and Johan show. Um, hey, y'all. Hey, man. Um, man, I'm excited for this show, man. I haven't seen them in years, dude. Um, but y'all, did y'all see any problem with how much they were charging at the ticket office? I mean, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a little high. Uh, I thought um, a little high. You know, yeah, yeah, you know. I had to give up my high. shoes, man. The dude, yeah. Man, he told me to take my shoes off. I thought it was a, I thought it was a wardrobe thing, and he was like, "No, right. that's the price of the ticket is the fee plus your shoes." And I was See, like, he told me the fee plus my watch. I thought that was weird. I thought <laughs> it was Jeez. it was odd that he would take my watch. With, but I wanted to see the show, and I didn't. Want, there was a line of people behind me, so crazy, I just right? gave it up. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I hear you. I'm, I don't mean to jump into your conversation, but I'm, I'm, I just see you guys talking. You mean so nobody else paid the fee and signed over their um their mortgage, their their home, the title the of their home, home to the to the venue? Yeah, I had to wow. I had to turn over the title of my home. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see your ticket. Oh, you yeah. got front row. Yeah. You got front row. Oh, that's what it oh. was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but being homeless, I guess, will be worth it because these guys are fantastic. Hey, Johan, Johan, I, I think I can see some people from the audience complaining again. I just hate yeah. these people. That just... yeah, I only hope that I think that there is one of those people in the audience with a big sports car because I still need a big sports car. Yeah, exactly. We are also people. We want to live our lives. We want to be happy. I, yeah. I need a pair of shoes. I mean, how can I afford them if they don't give me like a something? Yeah. I mean, I'm I, a performer. I mean, I, I'm on stage. I need to look good. Mom. Yeah, of course. And, and when we are home, we have to be able to relax. So a house with a swimming pool. <laughs> oh my God. A house with a, you can imagine a house with a swimming pool. Yeah, the problem is that people coming here are so poor. Hey, Antoine, um, where's Amici at, man? I heard he just bought that new Jaguar. I thought he would have been the first person to get here. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. They uh, He was parking it, and then some guy from the club walked up to him, and they <laughs> drove it around the back. I don't know what happened. Daisy, I have a Jaguar now. <laughs> You're lucky. I, I just got a dress and it, sm it smells awful. Oh, I my mean, God, yeah. Please wash this thing. It's nice, uh, It's nice, though. But Excuse me, ma'am. Why are you in your underwear? Man, they took my they took my dress. I was trying to come through the door. I was like, I've already turned over this deed to my home. And they're like, what size are you? <laughs> Ten? And they're like, perfect. And I was like, what does that mean? And then here I am in my underwear. I just strip out. 
Wait a second. Wait a second. So it's I don't remember this show being that damn good a couple of years ago. I remember being in college and I could afford the show. What when did they get this good? Yeah, I mean, come on. This guy, I asked him for money and he had no money and he just gave me his son. Now I have a child. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's easy, I guess. I mean, well, you don't have to carry the child for nine months now. And scene. Scene. We perform a racket. <laughs> I didn't even think of the items going to the performance. Right. <laughs> I'm just imagining Sorry. they like start the show. It's like, is that, that my watch? He's wearing my watch. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm excited about, right? You know what I'm excited about? Johan and Desi, uh, American uh, performers spend a lot of time uh, trying to perfect accents. Yes. <laughs> and um, at, at you two, our European guests, uh, I wonder if you all work on of perfecting an American accent, or do you use an American accent in any of your scenes sometimes? You well, won't offend us. Yeah, not at all. Not <laughs> if you heard the amount of accents we have to hear, <laughs> people do, it, you would definitely go, it's no offense taken, trust me. <laughs> uh, no, not really. As far as you can understand us, it's kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same for me. Um, no, we never tried American accents. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, we don't use many accents, to be honest. Yeah, French, um, Dutch accent, Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess being in Belgium, if you speak English with a French accent, it's fair enough. And people sometimes say I speak with a little bit of a French accent. Um, and with a Dutch the accent. The problem is that doesn't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I assume that like you guys both like spoke French and Dutch and a little bit of Russian. Everything, yes. Well, I improvise in German. I can do okay. that. And in Flemish, in English. And uh, French, I understand, but I uh, uh, I can't. Uh, it's very difficult to talk. But he me. developed Ooh. French accent when he speaks English. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It sounds, it sounds like something the French mandated. If you're going to speak that horrible language, you should at least sound like us speaking it. <laughs> or at least American English anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think an accent, if you really like to speak an accent, um, you should really be able to do it very well. Um, yeah. okay. So that you don't make fun of it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's so tricky. That yeah, it's, I'm, gonna to, uh, I'm gonna have to give. Uh, can you say that again, Johan? One time. Who you calling out? <laughs> that, at the moment, you speak with an accent. Yeah, um, that you um, that you are really able to do it very very well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people didn't understand that. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that thought, man, because 
I always think that, right? Like <clears throat> I grew up in American comedy from my point of view is super character, accent, impression based. Um, and it wasn't until improv, I started doing improv and which made me start writing that I started to understand it was a lot more to that iceberg than just what kind of voice you can do, what kind of look in your eye can you do? <clears throat> so um, in that research, you start seeing people who are using accents that are not really nailing the true cultural, you know, level. And I always wonder like, man, like, I wonder if that's, now I'm not trying to say people shouldn't do, you know, whatever they want to do comedy. They, I do think they should be considerate, right? Like, yeah. don't do, don't do, you know, so. Mm -hmm. but, but the chances of, I think probably in Europe, uh, the chances of you having a person, a national from that country that you're doing an accent from in the audience is very great, right? Whereas here, it's usually not. It's, it's, it's just usually us. I'm like, oh, that guy did such a great German accent. And, you know, and, and, and there's nobody else to say no. Either. You know, there's nobody there that didn't sound like me. And actually, you made fun of me. It's like we all go home and say, hey, he hit it or not. It wasn't so great. That's it. But there's nobody else to really take offense for us to be really specific about it. Like, I guess maybe you all are. But it's, it's a good thing to, to know going forward, though. Great. So I won't be doing any action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there are so many other things you can do with your voice. Um, heavy, mm -hmm. high pitch, yeah. um, speaking slow, fast, um, uh, which are fun too. So <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to have a completely yeah. different character than, than you are. Yeah. I talked to a dude yesterday at a block party. Uh, we just bought a house. Um, in our new neighborhood at Black Party, every time the, this guy or one of my neighbors spoke, it sounded like he was getting ready to laugh at the end of every sentence, but he never laughed. So it, it kind of made you seem like maybe he's telling a joke, but he's not telling a joke because it's not really a joke. He's just talking, you know, but he's like kind of like wheezing, like he's getting ready to start laughing. And I was thinking to myself, that would make an awesome character on stage. Yeah. Um, just the way this guy is breathing, <laughs> you know. Um, but then I, I, I clearly I wasn't listening to what he was saying because I was couldn't get past the the breathing and the laughing yeah. voice. <laughs> we cut to a doctor's office. Uh, hey, John, how are you? Good to see you in for your physical today. Yeah. I, um... I have a bit of a problem with my back re recently, but um, let's let's hope you will find no problems with that. So. All right, all right. I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, knock knock. Knock knock. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Knock knock. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's bad news. Um, your sign is at L five and L three. And uh, we expect some stenosis and your inability to walk over a period of time. I think it's going to gradually uh, increase to uh, a point where you're going to be uh, you're going to have to use a wheelchair to move around. But hey, who's worried about that, right? I'm not. <laughs> I like your spirit there. I like your spirit. See, so many of my patients come in. They're so serious. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to have wheels. Yeah, I never had a car. Man, you got a great take on this thing. Do you do do you do stand up comedy at all? 
than anything uh, no, 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 I, I hate that. No? I completely oh, hate okay. that. Oh, okay. Stand-up comedy, oh. improv, all that stuff, I just hate that, yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> I like I Shakespeare. Okay. Shakespeare, okay. Hey, what do you what do you get when you cross a Shakespeare play, right, with a Shakespeare sonnet? With a Shakespeare what? Sonnet. So. What do you get when you cross a spear with a sonnet? Mm. Well, you get coronary artery disease, which is another thing that your, um, your report <laughs> showed that there's some hardening in your arteries of your heart. So we're gonna, I'm going to schedule you for uh, a fit. Uh, we're going to do an angiogram, go in there, put a spin knock, in. Knock, knock, yeah. knock, knock. Uh, excuse oh. me, I, I, I'm his wife, I'm his wife. Uh, oh, welcome. I, I've been, uh, yeah, I was outside. Uh, is he dying soon? Hey. I mean, soon? Uh, yeah, well, hey. I don't know if he's dying soon, but I tell you this, you probably do want to go ahead and show us your insurance policy because I can see. Yeah, talk about bedside manners, man. Bedside manners. No more jokes, Doc, please. Take you on bad news. What do you get? What, did you cross a Shakespeare play with a Shakespeare sonnet? Coronary <laughs> <laughs> artery disease. Coronary artery disease. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to take that dude like two weeks to process that whole situation. Yeah, I was at a tattoo parlor. Um, me and my wife maybe five years ago. And this guy was like, yeah, such a dry, like antisocial personality. And we were sitting there waiting and the, the girl, this lady comes in and asks him, she's like, I really want to get a tattoo, but I'm so nervous that it's going to be painful. Um, is it going to be painful? And the tattoo guy looked at her and was like, not for me, but for you, it will be. <laughs> and we all looked and was like, why would he say that? <laughs> and he didn't joke about it. He was serious. <laughs> not, not me. It hurts you. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's That's not lying. No, no, no. It reminds me of what my boss at work one day said. He said, when you come into my office, it's like I'm um, being at a doctor and the doctor is going to tell me I will die soon because you always bring me the bad news so seriously. <laughs> 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 so I mean, projects were completely a mess, uh, delayed or whatever, and, uh, and the guy was uh, left to work in the office, and well, we will never be able to reach our deadlines, and then I came in, serious here, he said, well, it's not so bad as you think, yeah, but... <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> 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 yeah, there should be a service that you could hire that specifically delivers bad news. Like that's their only job is they are perfecting and delivering bad news and kind of like catching you as you fall. Um, I, I would hire a company like that. You know? Yahoo's gonna be in charge. This service apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it must be very stressful to be uh, the bearer of bad news all the time. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. There's a whole movie about that, I think, uh, up yeah. in the air with George Clooney. I think that's oh, yeah. whenever people would they do like mass layoffs, they'd send him in to to handle letting all these people go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we appreciate your service, but um, we think we think it's time that you will find better opportunities somewhere else, and we have to say goodbye. <laughs> Someone comes out with a violin. I love the I love the you you'll find better opportunities. How do you know? I mean, I know you don't know, but why do they sprinkle in that hey? It's gonna be so much better after this. When you're doing this horrible, horrible thing to somebody. We cut to uh an office <laughs> with a guy who got fired 10 years ago. Hey, hey you. Yeah. Me? Larry. Yeah, Me? Larry. You my old boss, remember? Uh yeah. Remember Jake. Me? Jake? Yeah, Jake, the engineer. Hey, Jake. Yeah. How's it going, man? It's Not too see. good, man. Not too good, man. Um, you know, when you laid me off, you were really optimistic about my future endeavors. Um oh yeah, you have a lot of talent, man. You have a lot of talent, a lot of potential. I just didn't think it was a good fit at the time, but well, um, I assume you've done really well for yourself. Well, that was the thing I wanted to come talk to you about, man. So um, I remember I was never the most happiest that I was when I was working for you. I mean, it felt like the most comfortable fit in all time job history. I've never had a job. I felt more comfortable since you guys essentially broke up with me. I have just been spiraling, man. Like I've been gambling and you know, losing <laughs> marathon races. I thought if I did a marathon, it would change my life. I passed out during the marathon. Apparently, my body couldn't handle it. You know, I mean, my, ki my kids ran away from my house. Your kids ran away? Yeah, and I found them. Okay, well, that's good. But they didn't want to come back. They said their dad was a loser, and he wasn't an engineer anymore, and that was the one thing that was so prideful for him. Look, what, what we had... At the time was good for a while, but I think it just ran its course. You know, we went two separate ways. We grew apart. No, I would remember, say. Remember that time I the took you out. And you grew apart. Remember that time I took you out. We had drinks. Of course, we, I remember that. We time. talked about how great that project was. We got it done on time. You know, that was a I special project. We hugged, man. Hugged. That was then. That was 10 years ago. I, I've moved on. I've had other projects since then. Yeah. I'm on a project right now. I actually, I should get back to that project. I shouldn't even oh. be talking to you right maybe now. Maybe I should go tell the project people how no, no, you're no. going to do them after the project. So, Ryan, you're just going to move on to a new project, huh? Because you got so many projects lined up, huh? We, you got we, so we got many to, projects. We got to Barry at a, at a restaurant. Hey, um, is your name? Are you Barry? Is your name Barry? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bare. How's it going, man? Uh, I I weighed on you at a different restaurant about ten years ago. Um, <laughs> you you I did you remember it? Yeah, I don't remember that. I I brought you out a steak. Uh, sh sure. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like you, sounds like something I would do. You said you yeah. waited on me. Yeah, I was a waiter. waiter at another, I was a waiter okay. at another restaurant. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, that's I, you seem like you're doing well. Um, that's what you said when you got me fired because you said the steak was cold because I brought it out too slowly. You wished me well and that I would find success elsewhere, but I didn't find any success. 
You, I mean, you're waiting right now. You're doing what you love, I assume. I just clear tables. They don't, they don't trust me to wait tables anymore. So, you know, when you're done with your meal, I'll, I'll take everything back to the kitchen. But that, that's well, about it. I, first off, hey, first off, what we had, you know, it was special, right? That was a nice steak. It was just cold, right? It it should have been hot. I was expecting it to be it hotter hot. than it, it was. It was so bubbling, okay? It was so bubbling. I could see the, the, the heat bubbles on it. You saw the heat bubbles, but that's not what I felt when I ate it, all right? Oh. And I feel like well, there was not, a miscommunication you know, in you know our waiter-to-customer relationship. Oh, there was? I think so. I think so. You had oh, certain yeah, expectations for that steak, and I had different expectations. You don't know how, how much you ruined my life. I, I lost really this don't job think it was me one. who did it. It and was you. Have... you. <laughs> I tried to run a marathon, and I failed. What's this marathon? <laughs> what is this marathon people are running? It's okay to not finish a marathon first. It's okay to not finish a marathon at all. It's hard to do. Just train and get on the next one. No, you, you told me I would do great things, and I didn't. I'm going to go into that kitchen and, and tell the, the people working on your food that you're, you're going to ruin their lives later. So look, they just... Chuck, I barely know you, okay? I, I, that's just, I, you look like a person who was going to do great things. You know, you look like you were destined for better things that weren't breaking out steaks. I'm sorry okay. if that didn't work out for you, but please do not mess up my thing with this restaurant. We have something special at this restaurant. I like coming here, oh. all right? I appreciate it if you don't badmouth me to my current restaurant. We could um, do 10 minutes later the same restaurant. Hey, uh... Hey, sir. Your name is Barry? Yeah, yeah, I'm Barry. Uh, hello, Barry. Do you remember me? Oh, jeez. Uh, I delivered your child 10 years ago. You, you did what? I delivered your baby 10 years ago. Oh, thank you for that. That's yeah. really nice of you. We're, he's, he's doing really well. Yeah, I, I was a doctor back then. Now I'm cleaning the toilet here. In <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry things didn't work out for you. I assume I didn't have anything to do with it. Well, actually, uh, you said that the baby was not good enough and it was my fault. And then I had to run a marathon, but I... Well, hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> what? what do you mean you had to run a marathon? What is this marathon? I need to know. <laughs> Please don't well, cry. Yeah, it's it's a marathon of losers, people who lost their jobs. Oh wow, that sounds like a sad marathon. <laughs> yeah, everybody cries. I I won the crying competition, by the way. Oh, you won! You want something? You want something? Yeah. And, and hey, let me let me tell you. You know what we had that day in the hospital was special. It was a special moment. Yeah, the baby wasn't quite good enough. It wasn't quite up to par to other babies I'd seen in the past, but it turned out to be something great. Like he's he's a he's a good kid. He's a good kid. And um I was wondering if I can get that steak. Still waiting on it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Sad marathon. Oh, jeez. Oh, that was precious. <laughs> you see that? You had to oh, run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a team. 
Yeah, probably shouldn't hold people accountable to that when they say. <laughs> I did have, I told this story on the podcast before, but I did have one guy at my last job. Uh, we had to let him go. And as I was walking him to his car, uh, I told him, like, hey, man, you're a really smart dude, though. I'm sure you'll land on your feet. He's like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> like he was just completely confident about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I have no problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's a great, great attitude. <laughs> awesome attitude. Yeah. Awesome. We are lost. <laughs> that's like if you're in, you're in standing in front of a judge for sentencing and he hands out life and you're like, that's it. You know, like, okay, that's the best okay. you can do. That's the best that's you can do. <laughs> you gotta be like, that guy has some concrete balls, dude. <clears throat> Confidence on that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of confidence, um, I want to share the story that I found on the news. Um, this story is about a man in Cape Cod that got swallowed by a whale. Has anybody heard about I saw that? that? Yes, I saw <clears throat> that. How I hilarious! I haven't really heard about it, but tell He's me about it. Is he still alive? Still alive. Still alive. Actually, you have the clip mm -hmm. here. Give me a second to pull it up. The clip. Okay. Oops. What just happened? Scoop this out. Oh, what happened? What happened? Oh, no. What happened? I think it's this one. Whales embrace. Oops, <laughs> no, I don't think that's whales true. hugging. <laughs> Sorry about that. Actually, I think it's right here. This is one. I have. There we go. <laughs> Michael Packard came home from the hospital Friday afternoon with one incredible story to tell. And I just felt this truck hit me. And everything just went dark. He was lobster diving off the coast of Provincetown when the world around him suddenly blacked out. Just thought, did I just get eaten by a white shark? And, and I said, no, I don't feel any teeth. And I said, oh, my God, I'm in the mouth of a whale with his mouth shut. Seconds later, he realized he was in serious trouble. To make things even worse, he couldn't find the regulator for his oxygen tank, and he had no way to escape. Am I just going to, like, run out of air and suffocate? Is he going to swallow me? That's when he thought about his family. And I'm like, this is how you're going to go, Michael. This is how you're going to die in the mouth of a whale. His son Jacob was in school at the time and got a text from his mother. Yeah, your, your dad was, was diving and a whale just, I don't know, attacked him, ate him. The humpback whale eventually spit him out after about 30 or 40 seconds. And I just got thrown out of his mouth into the water, it was just white water everywhere. And I just was laying on the surface floating. That doesn't seem like a long time, but try telling that to someone who almost became a whale's hot lunch. Oh my gosh. That's oh, amazing. Story is even... 
that's the story. The, 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 this report is even better than the story. <laughs> oh man, that guy. He looked like he was he that was that was probably the most realistic depiction of what a person really felt like in those moments, as opposed to like after the fact and you think about it and you think about your brave moments. He still looked like he was still stressed about it. Yeah, he still looked that, like that he was, was in that well. Like that was yes. awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, he's still Man. probably in. There's a part of him still in that well. In that he's well, probably, you probably, he's probably right like now. real talk, man. So the first, the first thing that came to mind was um, the story from the Bible, and I was like, "Dang!" Every now and then, something happens from the Bible. You're just like, "Okay, maybe it wasn't as crazy." <laughs> he got swallowed by a fish, and, and then he came out. Um, but then, what made it crazier was I found another article of a guy who got swallowed like 97 years ago around the same area. Um, but except for when he got swallowed, the, sh the well was um, harpooned shortly after on some other independent, like harpooning. So this guy got swallowed and some other person harpooned the well and the well washed up on the um, sea. And they went to kind of basically, you know, break up the well and take what they could from it. And they found the dude in there three days later. So I was like, so Still alive, right? This still is alive. still alive. We're still alive. So when I was watching that, thinking like I don't get to hear what that guy ninety-seven years ago went through, but that has—I mean—that's pretty close, man. He—he he actually had time to think what type of thing swallowed him. <laughs> you know? Let me run through the list: shark, no teeth, no teeth, dolphin, dolphin. But just suppose you are three days in the stomach of a whale. Three days. Three days. That's crazy. And you, you're not spit out. You know, which made it kind of funny that this guy got spit out because seconds in. that means like the whale had a, a level of intelligence, right? Like they're intelligent. They're like, this guy's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my mouth. No. Like it's like hair in his mouth. He's like, ugh. <laughs> 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 the hair <type. laughs> Like, Must have been the oxygen bottle. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or he spit him out, but kept the oxygen bottle in his. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna take. Yeah, that's gonna take some time for him to process that. It's yeah. also wild that the well essentially snuck up on him. It's something yeah. that large. Yeah, he didn't see coming. Yeah. He didn't see the well at all. No, my favorite. I think one of my 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 favorite supporting character in this story is the mom who calls her kid at school who can do absolutely nothing about it. Hey, you know your dad got eaten by a whale. I'm in geometry. Why are you following me? Mom, you get you're gonna you're gonna get me killed here. They're gonna make fun of me for years. Why did you call me? Tell me that. Like, how would it, like, he tells his teacher, like, I gotta go, my dad <laughs> got <laughs> eaten by a <laughs> we, we cut to that class. Um, <laughs> okay. The kid's trying to get out of class and go home. Um, excuse me, Mrs. Brown? Uh, Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Brown? Yes, John. Yes, yes. I just got we have a, a We have 15 minutes left. You can complete the test, please. No more, no, no interruption. <clears throat> okay, listen, this is going to sound really crazy, and I promise. Uh huh. I've I heard studied, it all. 
I've studied for this test. You could go through mm -hmm. and look at my answers right now. Mm -hmm. They're probably mm -hmm. all correct. Mm -hmm. But I just so having to look at my phone during the test. Mm -hmm. I saw a text from my mother and I opened it and it said that my dad got swallowed by a whale. So I got to go home right now because we don't know what we're going to do. Don't know if I don't know what kind now, of condition my father's in. John, let me stop you there. I've heard all sorts of excuses. I've been teaching for 35 years. This is a first for me, but I still don't believe it. I mean, quite inventive, but I still don't believe it. Those I mean, kinds it, of things it, don't it, happen ever. My mom, look, it's my mom on the phone. I could call her right now. You want me to call her? How do I know you didn't get a friend of yours to send that text Just, under the guise of your mother? There's, John, have a seat. You have 15 more minutes in class. This is this is not, I don't no, believe this. I, I, I cannot finish my test. My dad is in the stomach of a whale, okay? I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I'd like for you to sit down and all of the thoughts that you're having and your emotions, you've got 15 minutes to think about them because I'm not going to let you out of this class any sooner. You can finish the test or not, but I will not have any interruptions. I you will sit down and just wait until class is over until the test is over. Okay, okay, look, look, look at Twitter. Even Twitter is talking about it. My dad is on Twitter. He got swallowed by a well and it's viral. We, okay. we cut to 15, 20 minutes later. He finally gets out of class. He's he's in his car. He's driving. He gets pulled over <laughs> for speeding. <laughs> All right, young man. All right, young man. Now, what is the big hurry? You know that this is a 35 and you were doing 50. I'm going to need to see some license and registration. Okay, I'm going to reach down in my pocket and get it, my wallet. All right, do it slowly. Um, in the meantime, sir, um, I know you probably hear a lot of crazy stuff. I heard it all. <laughs> but if you are on Twitter and Facebook, I'm sure you've seen the viral video of a whale swallowing, swallowing a dude on the coast, right? That guy is my dad. I'm trying to get oh, to, okay. okay. I'm trying to get to my mom right now. She is just livid, man. She's already an anxious person. Isn't it test day at the school? Isn't it test day? Are you trying to get out of a test, young man? No, no. I just finished my geometry test. You could you could check my home, my stuff in the back. It's done. Okay. I, I'm I'm just trying to get home to my mom and figure out what's going on with my dad. He's in the he's in a he's in a whale right now. Oh, he's in a whale. And you're gonna go hurry home to go get him out of that whale. Is that what you're telling me? That's why you gotta drive all fast? Yes, not in so many ways, but yes, I have to get home. I mean, I don't even know what my dad is doing. I don't know if he's still alive. Like, we have seen uh, at home with the mother. Hey, mom. Hi, honey. Sorry. How was the test? I mean, it was a test. You know, I just. <laughs> It's not as more important than dad right now who's in the belly of a Yeah, I'm just Googling uh, how to get out of a whale. Okay. There are, there are more options if it's a female whale, <laughs> but we are not sure about this. They still don't know if it's a female or a male yet, Mom? No, not yet, honey. Your father has his uh, mobile with him. 
Oh, he's been texting you. Yeah, but the connection is, is not perfect. Uh, I've been texting back. Uh, I think he, he's lost. Five minutes later, the phone goes at home. Hello? Honey? Hi? It's me. It's Dad. Okay, where are you? Oh, shit. Is that Dad? My my phone, my, my mobile phone is there, but there was a phone, another phone here. Probably from the guy of 20 years it's, ago. It's my phone. It's my phone. We're, I'm in the well, too. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. So we're sharing the phone. Honey, oh, is yeah. there someone there with you? Yes, Hi. yes. I, I made a friend here. In the, it, It's fun. It, it's so much fun here. Um, honey, my name is Francis. Fred? It's my Fred. name is Francis. Francis. Tell her I said hi. Hi, hi, Francis says okay. hi. Honey, honey, uh, the the kid is here. So, do you remember the the cartoon Pinocchio when yes. they were in the stomach of of the whale? There must be a boat somewhere there. You have to find the boat. Francis, have you seen the boat here? Uh, the boat. Uh, let me see. I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one over here. It's one over here. Uh, we cut twenty. <laughs> We cut to outside of a comedy club. Amici, that guy that told the story about being swallowed by a whale, that was funny as heck, man. The fact man, that, that he didn't so know he was gonna live. I know. Mm -hmm. That was a great show. But I don't I don't know if I don't I don't know if it was worth my 401k or my retirement though. I mean, I don't know if <laughs> I should take that. Yeah, pretty pricey, but <laughs> that's the price of comedy these, these days, you know. It's so it's, it's so I expensive know. to see a good show yeah. making a lot from the beginning to the end. I know we should have. We probably should have ordered a car or something. I didn't know we were going to take your car, and now we got to walk back. Man, it's a long we, walk. We got the Tandy meeting where accountant the next day. Um, so a horse walks into a bar, and uh, you're going to have to file for bankruptcy. Oh no! <laughs> and scene, and that is I can't tell us nothing. Yeah. Show everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Thank you yes. so much. Oh my God. Gohan from the sudden knot. Thank wow, you. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Let people yeah. know where they can find out more about you and your show and what you do. We are very active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just, so if you just search for the sudden knot um, on Facebook, you will find us. And that's yeah. K N O T, right? Like yeah. not. Of a, of a yes, not. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. This is beautiful. This just shows me that improv is an international language. We all get it. We <laughs> improvise. You can go anywhere. This is I, I was afraid at first, but now I know. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think we now all I know yeah. I can go anywhere. I think yes. we all speak a common language. Yeah, yes. we all have improvisers all over the world. We, we speak the same language, and that's so great. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us too. It was uh, really awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was it fun. Was. All right, DJ Comfy, get those tunes ready. We'll play us out. C Tun Improv, all the places you can see it below. C Tun Improv, just Google that. C T U N Improv. But for John, for Tandy, for Michi, and for myself, Antoine, that's the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. For Desi and Johan, thank you again for joining us. It was great, a lot of fun. We got to do it again. But we are out. Shout out to those who told me Toby was up.